On last week's episode, Graham Robbins, my industry expert, was back and we spoke about the state of retail and the impact that that is having on supply chain because some stores are even becoming distribution centers with all of the pickup opportunities that are happening for consumers. So if you missed that one, it was a great conversation. Make sure and go and check that out. That is episode 36. So let's talk supplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 36. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes Humphrey. And each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation and most up to date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder, has to say. How long does it take you to get a duty rate or guidance on the right HS classification from your current customs broker? With Border Buddy's new revolutionary self-service technology, you will never go traditional again. We have created a platform that allows you to get instant quotes on duties, taxes, and customs fees to import your products into North America. To get 10% off your first clearance, sign up at borderbuddy.com forward slash Let's Talk Supply Chain. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Each week I interview a different supply chain leader, innovator, and professionals like you so we can learn from each other and so that we can keep on top of trends. So this week's question for Listener's Corner, it comes from Senyukta in New Jersey. She says, supply chain is going through digital transformation. There are many advances in AI and cognitive computing. As a professional who has not studied IT, how can I enter an organization that is working on such change? What courses should I be taking to earn that edge? Basically, how do I get my foot in the door? One of the things that I mentioned on LinkedIn was, do we need to know code? Do we, because I keep talking about having somebody with a technology background on our supply chain teams to be able to navigate all of the in, innovation and the technology that is coming our way. I think code is a little bit too far, but we definitely need to have somebody with that technology background. So Ray Sims at our Sims on Twitter, he says, if already in supply chain, then add general AI knowledge and business analyst skills to be bridged between those with deep data and machine learning expertise hired from outside end users and company leadership. Know enough tech to be a translator, not an expert, nor coder beyond maybe SQL. On LinkedIn, we had a great conversation, or we do have a great conversation happening over there. Brian Glick, many emerging tech companies absolutely need subject matter experts who understand the industry to pair with the quote unquote geeks. You'd be amazed how many don't understand basic things like incoterms or how a bill of lading really works. My advice is to reach out to interesting companies directly and bring them the value you have in the industry knowledge. I actually asked him, what about supply chain teams to really navigate through the new innovation 
question coming to them every day. What skills should they have on the team? And he said, this was a big topic during my panel this week at the JOC conference. The consensus was that they need to develop relationships with their partners so that they can detect BS and vaporware, but that they shouldn't necessarily build advanced tech in-house. I definitely agree with that. I don't agree with building the technology in-house, but I still think that somebody needs to have that background to really help the supply chain teams navigate. And then we had a question from George Millick. He says, where can supply chain management professionals learn these new skills and gain experience and knowledge with the latest technology? For example, machine learning and AI as connected to demand and supply chain. So supply chain planning, sorry. So I actually went back and said I would suggest connecting with some of the top professionals in those fields, uh, machine learning, AI, and ask them. If you already have the supply chain expertise, it would be a great conversation to have on both sides. So I will have all of that information up on letstalksupplychain.com forward slash listeners corner. And if you have a supply chain question, please send it over to me. That's listener at letstalksupplychain.com. So today we are talking about a topic that we haven't spoken about in a while, and that is last mile delivery. There's been a lot of innovation in this space. Some have worked. Some companies have grown, uh, like Shippo. Um, she was actually on the show back in season one, episode 19. So if you haven't listened to that one, go and check that out. Some have closed their doors, like SHIP, S-H-Y-P. Um, they did that just a few months ago. So in this episode, I am talking to the CEO and co or actually founder of a last mile startup from Europe that is already making waves and they are called Simply Deliver. And the founder is Osman Akdemir. So after graduating from university in 2004, Osman started working for software companies as a software engineer. Till 2009, he did several projects in B2B software implementations for major domestic and international companies in Turkey. In 2009, he moved to the Netherlands to start up a new software company together with four other Dutch partners to provide software solutions for logistics and supply chain market and became the innovation director of the company. During this period, he was involved in many international projects for big scaled companies such as Victoria's Secret, Boscalis, Hoyer, Hoisman Equipments, All Seal, All Seas, Imperial Logistics, and so on to improve their efficiency in logistics and supply chain and assisted them to solve their problems. He has also produced some articles about innovation in supply chain software and attended numerous conferences as a speaker to talk about the future developments on software business, especially for supply chain. In the recent years in this company, he started building software for end users and saw the future of creating software for end users is the key for creating software for all kinds of businesses. Therefore, he started his own company, Simply Deliver, in 2017, which is a unique cloud-based software company produces, that produces standard solutions for logistics and healthcare. So welcome to the show, Osman. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Glad, glad to be here. Absolutely. So you and I met in Rotterdam a few months ago at a trade show. And from the moment you told me what you were doing at Simply Delivery, a light bulb went off and I saw what you were building. So let's start off with, let's start off there. You know, who is Simply Delivery? What is the story behind the brand and what do you do? 
Well, sure. Um, Simply Delivery, uh, Simply Delivery is a conclusion of my experience in the last 15 years. During these years, I've had so many projects, international, domestic, small or very big ones, which were successful, yet either too complex or too expensive or delivered too late. In the end, all these customers were happy, but it costed a lot of energy and left many users disappointed. And of course, it didn't help their business to grow rapidly. Moreover, um, it was helpful at all to create a sustainable world, which is absolutely one of the focus points for our purpose-driven company. Um, This gave me an idea that things can be simpler. Instead of arguing how how can we guarantee the delivery of a shipment or who to blame in case of a mistake or who is responsible for what, we can just use we can just start using a simple tracking solution that you can start in minutes without having any upfront investment. I mean, instead of having a black box getting lost in the discussions and blaming people, uh, uh, well, give them a tool that they can report things flawlessly. This is what we do at Simply Deliver, providing simple solutions logistics market uh, that they can start using in minutes. I love that. And it's all said in the name, right? Simply Delivery. I was talking on another episode before, you know, about the blame game and how everybody's sort of over the blame game. And everybody is now more for collaboration, you know, data sharing to see how we can help one another in the supply chain, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, instead of blaming each other, we should try to see how can we help each other. I, I believe that having simple solutions will, well, in a in a will give people to start trusting each other. That's Absolutely. the base of the, that's the base of the the collaboration as well. That's what we try to achieve as well. Awesome. Well, I love that because honestly, you know, let's keep it simple, guys, and let's work together. So (laughs) what are some of the challenges that businesses are having when it comes to last mile delivery? Um, Well, in my opinion, there are two big issues. One is, did I deliver the correct goods to correct address? And what's the expected delivery time? I mean, these are the two two issues and two questions companies kept kept on asking to uh, to themselves continuously. So explain that a little bit more. Um, you talk about those two challenges. What do they mean to businesses exactly? Well, the, the first one is, uh, uh, is directly linked to the money because if you are not able to deliver the correct goods to the correct addresses, then that means you have to do the transportation again. That means it's double cost. I mean, I'm even not talking about unhappy customers and, uh, or uh, a disrupt, uh, disrupted, uh, distracted uh, production. Um, this is, this is like an, uh, yeah, not, not being able to do your job properly. It sounds really simple, but if you talk about, I mean, hundreds of deliveries uh, in a day, which you don't have a proper solution, then we get these issues. I'm sure that people also get wrong packages to, to wrong addresses. Yeah. Then what happens? Then you get annoyed. Um, and the second thing is uh, the expected delivery time. It's especially uh, because of the, the, the speed that's increasing uh, or the expected time for uh, delivering a product is, is getting uh, uh, shorter and shorter. And expected delivery time is getting more important because, um, I mean, nowadays, uh, if you order a thing, that might be a part of another thing. So that means there are, they are connected. 
So you need to know when it's going to be delivered so that you can do the further planning. So the expected time is getting also more and more important in our uh, today's production. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's that Amazon effect. I think I've mentioned this a few times on the show. They keep setting the benchmarks for <laughs> that delivery time and yeah. everybody else yeah. needs to yeah. follow suit, right? I mean, I, mean, I think uh, we've had almost like 100% SLA. So I don't know, maybe they're going to start asking 101% SLA. So can you just explain very briefly what's, what an SLA is, just in case the listener doesn't know? The service level agreement. So, I mean, now that I think for the last 10, 10, 15 years in the logistics market, also many companies started to giving promises by saying that, okay, we have an SLA of uh, uh, delivering goods in, in certain time frame. Uh, so that means if you're not able to deliver it in that time frame, so you get a claim, so you have to pay back and whatsoever. So the more the, the production is, uh, is getting more, and the more the production gets, uh, the, the higher the SLA the companies are looking for. I mean, in the, in, in the past, maybe they could say, okay, you can deliver it in 10 hours, 12 hours, but now they want to have it in four hours. They want to have it in three hours. Maybe they want to have it in one hour time frame. And um, so, so, yeah, that is also uh, related to expected uh, delivery time. I mean, if you're guaranteeing that you're going to deliver it on certain time, yeah, then that means you have a certain SLA, so you have to deliver it on that time. Yeah. And going back to the first one too, you know, delivering the wrong package to the, or delivering the package to the wrong person, you said it, you said it really well, you know, that hits the bottom line because that goes to your customer experience and that person may or may not buy from you again. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And, and, um, I don't know how is it in, in Canada, but here in the Netherlands, uh, lately we have situations like, especially for the partial deliveries, um, the the courier is coming to your home, and then they say that they ring the bell, and you get an SMS. And a minute later, it says, "Well, we came to your home, but you were not at home, so we will deliver tomorrow." But it's a total lie because you were at home and nobody rang the bill. <laughs> bell. So uh, 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 that's also a kind of situation. What's happening? Like delivering the correct goods to the correct address, and um, and it's, it's creating a lot of frustration to the uh, receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Because they, they expect to get it that day and then they're, they're waiting on somebody to come back. And then what if that day is not good for the customer? I mean, customer, I mean, there's so many different things. So let's talk about the options that are already on the market yeah. because this is a little bit of a crowded space. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, innovations. There's a lot of companies already on the market for shippers to choose from. Yeah. So what kind of options are there? Well, they can just start using Simply Deliver. <laughs> nah, that's that's uh, that's of course one of the options. Uh, well, that there are a lot of options, of course. Um, I mean, the easiest ones are that um, the, they can force their logistics provider couriers to to provide the real time data so that they can integrate it with their ERP so that they can they can really provide the right information to the right level. But it's going to cost a lot of money, a lot of energy, because not every company works with one uh, one provider. Um, they can hire a lot of people, continuously checking different portals, different places to, to get the last mile information. Or they can they can uh, buy some tra- 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 tracking solutions, um, but then most of them requires uh, a, a high upfront investment or long implementation times. 
Um, but another option is like there are companies like Simple Delivers. I mean, we have absolutely some uh, competitors in the market that uh, that does a simpler uh, solution, which which can be integrated into their ERP system in a very short time, so that they can get the benefits easily. So then you sort of bring me to the point then, why is Simply Deliver better? How are you coming out against the rest of the competition in this space? Well, um, because it's easy, fast to start. I mean, we're talking about few hours to start using the complete platform. So I'm, I mean, sometimes, I mean, other way around. Uh, we we try not to have any sales presentations whatsoever because we, we are selling it from the cloud. So you can basically register yourself and, and have everything by yourself. So it's like a self-implementation uh, tool. Sometimes big companies are calling us, okay, can you tell a little bit more to us? And when I'm there, I'm always saying, I'm always showing them the system directly. And then when they ask me the question, when can we start? I, I just say, if you sign the contract, then you start in a minute later. Um, so that's, I think, one of the biggest uh, uh, unique selling point for us. Um, and it doesn't matter that you have your own fleet or you work with charters that are fixed to you or there's a spot base. It's just like like a minute for them to start. Um, and another point for us is that um, we're talking about main, mainly the drivers that we are trying to uh, uh, trace and trying to see what they do. And these guys, I mean, they are they're driving a truck, so it's not a small bike or small car, so they have to be careful. They have to put their full attention to the road. Um, but at the same time, we gave them a mobile phone or a tracking solution where we say, click here, click there, and then give me an answer when I send you a message. I mean, what do we want from them? Do we want them to use a nice application, or do, you want them, do we want them to drive safely? So I think the second one. Uh, so therefore, what we do at Simply Deliver is that we deliver uh, many autonomous actions to the driver. So we only send them a notification. Oh, I, I started the delivery for you automatically. Oh, I see that you're at the delivery location. I'm confirming it. So if, if, if it's not correct, give me the uh, reaction about it. But a lot of things are going to be done autonomously. Um, or for instance, if they accidentally, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, uh, if, if they have an accident or if they have a problem, uh, the first thing they will do is securing the area, not <laughs> not uh, reporting a non-conformity to the companies. But the companies want to know whether something happened or not. So our app is thinking with, th- with them and then, and then uh, checking that whether there is a movement or not in a certain minute. Okay, if there is no movement in a certain minute, and get, sending an instruction to the dispatcher saying, this driver is not moving after a certain minute, well, please call him because maybe there is an accident or maybe there is a traffic jam or whatsoever. And Another point is that we also uh, combine this whole information with Google Maps traffic information so that we also get a better expected delivery time calculation in every X minutes. So thinking about all these parts and then put on top of it that, that they are in all in one pack with one price and it's just one click away from you. So that's, that's how I call that. Uh, that's, that's, that's the reason I can say that we are different than the other competitors. I love that. I love that. So the onboarding, the onboarding is important, right? Because everybody wants fast and easy. So if you can get people up and running, you know, quickly and within minutes, I think that that definitely puts you above the rest. And then again, you know, with the traffic information, 
right? Because I think that the more information, like people want more information, they want more data, they want to know where this driver is. And am I going to see it in the next half an hour? Is it going to be three hours from now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. But again, uh, we, we keep things simple, Sarah. So uh, when you talk about, well, we have a traffic information, we can provide you that, and people start talking, oh, okay, then can you then calculate uh, where is the truck, how many hours to pick up a uh, certain uh, cargo, which truck is the best to pick uh, the cargo? I mean, that's that's for me kind of a complex thing, and there are many big, uh, uh, how do you say, optimization companies which are doing this, um, and in a way, as far as I see, they are also not able to do that 100%. So uh, we don't get lost in that. So we, what we do only, we, we use the traffic data of Google Google Maps and we just do a prediction and say, well, we are supposed to be delivering on 5 o'clock, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, but the Google Maps tells us that we will be there, I mean, quarter past 5. And then we give a signal to say, we think you're going to be late, yeah, but it automatically updates the customer, which I think is is a key, key point here. So Absolutely. let's talk about how you have helped the customer. Like, walk us through, paint us a picture of somebody using the Simply Deliver platform, you know, from A to B, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, well, what, what Simply Deliver does is that if you have a delivery from uh, A to B, let's say, um, and it can be a delivery of a full truck. It can be a delivery of a small, small cartoon or small pieces. Uh, you can basically uh, enter that shipment in our simple delivery platform or send it from your ERP system or back office system, whatever you use, and, um, and then uh, assign it to a driver, which the driver can be a registered driver on our platform or can be a spot-based driver so that you can basically send a WhatsApp message to say, hey, driver, I have an assignment for you. Would you like to do that? And if the driver accepts that, then the rest is automatically and autonomously uh, done by the mobile app. So the moment the driver departs, a mobile app recognizes that the driver departed from the pickup location, and it says the cargo status to departed. And the moment the driver gets close to uh, the arrival location, delivery location, then it says, he's approaching to the delivery location. And it's also autonomously taking the actions, whether forcing the driver to get a signature or it's just automatic, autonomously doing the delivery or it's forcing the driver to answer some questions. That's all what Simple Deliver does. That's great. What about the POD information? Um, is the POD information, you know, sort of sent in real time? Because I know that a POD, yeah. um, in some cases, companies need that yeah. for, you yeah. know, invoicing and different things yeah. like that. Things get backlogged sure. because sure. that sure. POD is not available. Yeah, sure. We send the POD immediately the, the, when the driver uh, assigns it in the, in the mobile phone. And the POD can be in a different format or different uh, structure because some country says, I want the digital signature, but I also want a picture of the signed document because because of the law. That's also possible. You can immediately, uh, uh, in real time, send the picture back. But we also take the uh, uh, latitude and longitude information of where the POD has been taken. Because sometimes we, we get situations like, oh, uh, we have delivered your cargo. Okay, where did you deliver that? And then the driver says, I delivered to the delivery address. Okay, let me take a look. Where, uh, uh, where it was, where was it delivered? Then we can really match. Oh, this was the location where the signature has been taken, and this is the location where the delivery address. And there's a mismatch of, let's say, half a kilometer. Okay, what's happening here? 
Yeah, and you can fix it in real time rather than waiting till the driver gets back and then realizing, and then you have to dispatch him back to the area to do the switch. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I love that. I love that. So give me an idea. You know, what are the benefits? What's the ROI that a company can expect by using Simply Deliver? Well, I... um... First, maybe I can tell you a real customer what, what happened with a real customer. You know, um, um, for instance, we have a company, uh, we have a customer, there's a big production company who is producing paint. Uh, they have approximately 300 truck uh, departures per day, and they don't have their own fleet, but they've got, uh, 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 how to say, long-term uh, contracts. They also got spot-basis contra- spot uh, uh, truckers. Um, they've got a lot of issues about um, not knowing uh, whether the, the goods are delivered properly or not, not knowing what time they're going to be delivered, or getting a lot of uh, no-show claims because they are working with charters and they pay per trip. So if the charter is not delivering the goods and they're going to do it again the day after, so they will get double paid. So uh, what uh, what we did is for them, we just put our system on top of their SAP system. So it's fully integrated. Um, and SAP sends us the instruction about which driver is going to do what. And we just sell it, tell it to the drivers, okay, this is your assignment, please accept and go ahead. And then, like, like I said a minute ago, the only thing driver has to say, okay, I accept this. And then we start tracking them. Um, if they don't send a location after an X-minute time, we send a notification saying, I don't get a notification from this guy, so please call him. Maybe he's uh, getting stuck or maybe he's just wasting a lot of time on the loading location. Um, and when they deliver the goods, they send the pictures of the delivery and they also tell a better uh, instruction about why the, the receiving party has not accepted it, didn't accept the goods. So... What happened is that after we delivered the product, and they have not, um, uh, they have not, uh, how to say, they have not changed anything in their back office system. So the back office system didn't do anything extra. The the only thing is that the drivers downloaded the app and then use it. So because of that, they just saved a lot of communication, and plus they have had a better control over the five percent lost cargo deliveries. Um, that was really huge money for, money for them because they're producing paint and it's a little bit of an expensive cargo in a truck. And imagine that they lose 5% of it. Um, coming back to your question about ROE, because this was just an example from a live uh, customer. Coming back to your ROE question, um, according to TNO, if you are uh, doing a paperless transport, paperless last mile delivery, you can save up to 30% cost. But taking this into account and, and, and thinking about the examples what I give, what I gave, what we see is that we have a range of three to six months ROE. And, um, of course, this is always a question like people say, well, how do you calculate the ROE? Is it really real? So there we have a good news for our, uh, for, for the people because we are currently working on, uh, on our own ROE calculator, which we will, uh, uh, publish it on our website so that the companies will be able to see what is their ROE with our system? 
Wow, that's great. I really like that because at the end of the day, when somebody is going to, or a shipper or, you know, a company is looking to integrate with new systems or looking for new systems to handle different parts of their supply chain, you know, this question gets asked all the time. You know, what's the benefits? What is my ROI going to be? Because at the end of the day, you know, they've got to answer to the C-suite. You know, they've got to let them know why they should be spending the money on the system. And if you can just put that on your website to show, hey, it, when you're going to use Simply Deliver, this is the ROI that uh, yeah. you're going to get from using the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also thinking about that, you know, we don't have any upfront payment. We don't have any uh, 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 for a commitment force that, that the people has to buy it for a year or two whatsoever. It's just like, I mean, try it for a month. If you don't like, then you directly stop. So that's also a kind of a uh, self-trust that we'd like to show to the market to say, yeah, try it. Yeah, that's a good one too, because then it's not a long-term contract. I find a lot of times in this industry that there are a lot of long-term contracts. And yeah. that's why, you know, the decision-making the buying process is taking so much longer these days is because there's so much that needs to go into it because it's such a large investment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you guys can help with lost cargo as well, I mean, if they were at 5% um, before they put in their, in before they put in your system, what are they at now? Do you know? Sorry? If they were at 5% lost cargo before you implemented simply deliver with them, do you know where they are now? Uh, well, I actually, I don't know, but I know uh, that they have a better control over where the cargo was and who was the responsible person and how can we, how they can track. Um, this lost cargo stuff is, uh, is also very new. So, well, I, I have to keep chasing that because I know that they have a better control over. Awesome. Well, you know what? That's a benefit on its own, you know, being able Absolutely. to control that lost cargo. Um, because like you said, you know, even 5% is way too much and it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about last mile delivery and the future and future of supply chain. Yeah. You know, where do you see that last mile evolving in the future yeah. of supply chain? Where are we going with all of this? Yeah. Well, when, when Toyota initiated the production ship that's, that has been sailing from Japan to US and making the cars while sailing, this was an incredible flexibility on production, you know. Now, imagine that flexibility, but on the daily basis production or sales. I mean, everybody wants things faster, more secured, and they wanted to be able to make changes till they get it on their hand. Um, well, this is great. This is achievable, but it requires a fully transparent supply chain where the whole supply chain actors can see and involve any time that's required. I mean, um, that's that's how I see that the, the last mile supply chain will have the challenges because this whole changes will really happen in the last mile delivery. I mean, imagine nowadays we are even, um, there are even options like for the partial deliveries that you are willing to pay one or two euro extra so that you can change the uh, last mile delivery addresses. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more, it's going to be higher uh, in frequency matters. So, in my opinion, if you look at this picture, this means supply chain needs way more, better, faster, and flexible IT systems. 
That's a great example. I've never actually heard of that before, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> a production ship, like they're actually producing the cars on its way to the destination. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess... That was, uh, that was a really nice uh, uh, innovation from uh, Toyota and to make the production more better. But as I say, it, it, was, it was years ago. Now imagine that in the daily basis. And it's going to happen. I mean, in my opinion, it's going to happen. Let's keep it this way. Yeah, and I think that that sort of correlates to what people are saying about 3D printers. You, yeah. know, you know, warehousing is going to change because yeah. instead of housing finished product, they're going to be yeah. housing material. Yeah. Because then you're easy. It, then it's yeah. easier to use a 3D printer to complete yeah. that final product, and people have the flexibility to make the changes that they need to make. Absolutely, absolutely, Sarah. Okay, and since we're talking about last mile delivery, I want to ask you. You know, where do drones sort of fit into this whole picture? <laughs> well, I mean, um, they're really nice materials, uh, especially in the Netherlands. Uh, you know, the Netherlands is also one of the leading country in uh, in logistics and supply chain in terms of technology and new methodologies. Um, but what I see in the market is that uh, there are two things. One is that they got stuck in the legislation. So, I mean. What's going to happen if something happens and who's, who's responsible and uh, who, who's going to be the responsible for accidents? Well, the, the same discussions as in the uh, autonomous uh, drive, you know, there's one thing. And the second thing is the, who's going to manage the air traffic? You know, <laughs> that's, that's a really big question. If you have, imagine that in, in a city like Rotterdam, you have seen it, you know, let's say we have 10,000 of drones. I mean, who's going to manage the, the air traffic? Of course, there are many questions like, okay, well, they need to get a lot of sensors. They have to see each other, and then they have to make a self-decision who's going to drive first, who's going to fly first, and so forth. Um, I still think that drones, I mean, they're nice. I still I see really nice uh, development in it. I see really nice benefits in it. But I think that adaptation of the, of the, of the real life is going to take some time just like the uh, autonomous drive. Yeah, and I guess I sort of, you, you got me picturing this like sky full <laughs> of drones delivering these packages. And I'm, yeah. I'm sort of envisioning myself standing underneath it. And what if they drop a package you know, <laughs> on someone's head or something? You know, who's going to be responsible for that? Because yeah. somebody is going to want to make somebody else responsible. I think, yeah. I think we're going to be uh, wearing helmets all day. Helmets. <laughs> well, you know, I just recovered from a concussion the, the oh, last couple of weeks, and I can yeah. tell you they are not fun at all. No, no, so no, if no. that's going to happen, then yes, I completely no. agree that no. we need to wear helmets. No. because. But, but, but on the other hand, you know, there are nice developments about drones. Like, I mean, um, I think uh, in Germany, uh, probably DHL or UPS, one or the other, uh, they've had an, uh, like a mini, mini truck. Uh, that has two drones on top of it. Uh, so what the driver does when he approaches to a delivery location, and if he has more than one delivery, so he does the one delivery himself, and he initiates drones to do the other two deliveries. I mean, these are these are really nice developments, but like I said, uh, I think to have them in the massive production, we still need time. Yes, and we don't want we don't want raining packages. That's nope. right. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's wind down this interview. It's been great to get to know you and uh, what you're doing at Simply Deliver. So what is next for Simply Deliver? What are you guys working on? What can we expect <laughs> to see from you? Well, the first thing uh, for us important is growing because we have currently 300 plus active drivers per day. Uh, of course, we have more registered drivers, but actively 300 plus, and uh, and and this must absolutely grow to 10,000. Um, and in the meantime, of course, we will absolutely keep growing uh, and keep improving the product to make the life easier for our users. Um, and for instance, and, and one of the sample is that we're working on a kind of a protocol that the proof of delivery will be done by the receiver without having any mobile app. There are some new technologies that allows us to do that, and which is also going to guarantee that the receiver really received the goods. You know, um, that's one of the things. Um, at the same time, uh, we're also working on a simpler supply chain visibility solution on the cloud. Just like her sister, Simply POD, Simply Visibility will be her name and will also be fully cloud-driven and will be ready to use in, in, in within a few hours. So no long implementation time. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see. And I know that um, you and I have talked about you working with ShipZ. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing where that can go because I think what you're working on is going to be a great complement to what we're doing as well. So. With e-commerce increasing by multiples year after year and the delivery experience becoming an expectation, how are you going to manage that and do you have the right tools in place? Well, I have all the show notes and details of how you can connect with Osman and Simply Deliver at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 35 or make sure to visit them at simplydeliver.com. Thank you so much, Osman, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Sarah. If you liked this episode, go and check out one of my first interviews about last mile delivery. And that is with the founder of Shippo, which is Laura Barron's Woo. They are still doing so many incredible things. And her story is very, very interesting. So that episode is season one, episode 19. If you want a list of the episodes, go to letstalksupplychain.com and look under podcasts. And I have all of the episodes listed there. Next week, I am excited to bring Brian Glick. He is the CEO of Chain.io on the show. We have been hearing a lot from him because he loves participating with our question of the week. And uh, so you're not going to want to miss that one. He's talking about you know, the gap in integration. Um, if you are using all sorts of different uh, systems and they're not talking to each other and it's not efficient, you are definitely going to want to listen to this episode because he has created a awesome system platform way for you to be able to bring everything together at chain.io. So make sure to tune into that one. If you like this episode and want to show us some love, here are a few ways to do that. So again, ships, S-H-I-P-Z.com. Go and sign up and be one of the first ones to hear 
once we are ready to let you in on the little secret of what we've been working on. Uh, two, we have or I have a supply chain dictionary available on the website, letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And it's 107 pages of definitions and acronyms that you need to navigate the supply chain. Um, also, if you could just take a few minutes to rate and review the show, other people will be able to find us that way. And obviously, I love hearing all of your thoughts on the show and would love to share that with everybody else as well. Listeners Corner, uh, send me all your supply chain questions and I will send that out and feature it on an upcoming episode. And lastly, go and follow me or follow us, follow the show on LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn page, Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, it's Let's Talk S-Chain. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I appreciate all the support that we receive on a weekly basis. Thank you all so very much. I hope that you have an amazing day. And remember, everybody, ship happens. 